Good morning, good evening, good night, whatever it is. Welcome to another episode of the Random Podcast. We're your host, Melty Scarlet. So, this I meant to record this last night, but then I went on an adventure. So, you know, that's how life goes. We have a special thing. So, the other day, on November 12th, I actually went and saw Konosuba, or God's blessing on this wonderful world. Uh, the premise is... We have a main protagonist, uh, Kazuma. I want to say is Saito or Saito Kazuma or whatever his name is. Kazuma. Everyone calls him Kazuma. Uh, he died and he was he met a goddess and she made fun of him. And long story short, out of, as a fit of anger, he told her that you know, instead of getting a cheat item like, you know, the Holy Sword Excalibur or, like, a superpower like being a master of all elements, he wanted her as a, you know, superpower. I mean, starting off in a different world with the goddess as your companion, I mean, that sounds pretty legitimate, except she's uh, absolutely, um... I think, it, I think it's a joke at this point where it's, she's only useful in certain situations. Even her own religion is, is, uh... Is interesting to say the least. I mean, I'm all for the Axis Order, but at the same time, I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Eris pads her chest, I wouldn't, you know, have interest in that. But, anyways, uh, in case you didn't know, this is a major spoiler. So, you know, if you haven't seen the movie or you plan to see it, there's another showing on tomorrow. Uh, November 11th, so you should really, you know, take the time. It's an hour and 35 minutes. It's a great movie. Uh, I would watch the first two seasons, otherwise you'll kind of be confused, but this takes place, I mean, if you look at the light novel, it takes place around at volume, I want to say 14? No, not volume 14. It's early on, so I want to say it's like volume 5 or 6. Uh, so with that being said, you know, the movie takes place, it, the movie takes place during the Crimson Village arc, it, 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 it elaborates more on Megumi's, uh, backstory, so that means that she's able to go in and, you know, show her background, see where she's from, show a little bit of the village. Now, given the fact that it's a movie, some plot elements are left out, this always happens when you have a, when you adapt something from a book or a light novel, so... The source material goes a little more in depth, but there are certain key elements that, you know, it does cover and it does capture well. So, you know, let's start off with the premise of the, you know, beginning. Uh, if you saw it through a, through the Crunchyroll collaboration with a different uh, company, I want to say it's Fathom Events, you'll see that, you know, they have a little special, uh, is it forward? Or is it pre-word? Uh, basically, the the voice actors for Kazuma and Megumi have a little spiel at the beginning, you know, thanking you for the movie, and, you know, their thoughts on the movie. And, you know, it, it shows... It, it, it's a lighthearted, you know, little joke here and there, you know? And when you look at the, the movie, and it starts off with, uh, in the beginning of the book... I want to say volume five or six, uh, Young Young comes and s- s- tells Cosmo straight up, you know, 
I came because I want to have your baby. And he's like, he looks at the screen, he's like, well, I guess it's the time, it's the beginning of my popular phase. So with that being said, it begins with that transition, and then it goes into detail. Uh, you know, I'm glossing over a lot of the part, points of the plot, but you can really tell, like, throughout the entire movie, you can tell that the voice actors had a blast. Like, you could tell, like, they were absolutely enjoying it. I mean, there is a lot of skill and dedication and training that goes into voice acting that a lot of people don't understand, but at the same time, when you look at it, like, as any practice craft or, you know, profession, the more hours you spend, you know, talking, you have to, especially for voice acting, like, their regimen, like, they have to make sure they're properly hydrated, they can't drink, like, well, this is, this is going off of, like, secondhand knowledge. Like, I'm not really gonna go and be like, okay, you know, for my, for this podcast, I'm gonna go and, you know, give you a full spiel on how to be a voice actor. No, from what I know personally, and just from podcasting itself, it's just, you know, your voice gets dry. You have to keep constant, you know, uh, hydration, and water's the only thing that'll help, because there's a clear difference when you speak, when you're speaking something like this, and you're not actually using you know, water as to keep yourself hydrated. If you were using something like alcohol, you know, it dehydrates you, so your voice is, your voice quality is going to change. Especially if, you know, that voice acting scene has something that has something to do with song, you're just going to overall suffer. So when we look at the voice acting overall, I would say, like, it, it was it was experience because you can tell. The only complaint I have to say is... Uh, Sometimes I felt that I mean yeah I, I watched what surround set like it, it was a it was a higher end movie theater but at the same time when I sat down and thought about it you know when in the anime when Megumin uses uh, explosion there's a lot of emphasis like you know because it's her passion you could see the passion the voice actress she had the passion but I don't think you know, because of the lines, it didn't really elaborate. Like, it's one of those weird disconnects where, you know, the actress had passion for it, and it compensated for, you know, the kind of rushed, because they wanted to give uh, some of the spotlight to, how do I say it, to Yun-Yun, her best friend, uh, because it's like, you know, Redemption Arc, you know, and then... I want to say only at the end, and this is a major spoiler. Uh, at the end of the series, at the end of the movie, it shows a scene where uh, Megumin is at a crossroads because she finally was like, you know, instead of investing all these, she got a, she killed one of the generals of the demon army, and she got a how do I say? It? She got a she got a level up. Well, she got a couple level ups, and she got a lot of skill points. And she's like, you know, maybe I should learn advanced magic, so I'm able to, you know, teleport, uh, use light of saber, uh, you know, different things that are, like, the trademark of, you know, the trademark of the Crimson Demons. Because if you think about it like this, if you look at the, the level-up system you have, you have different classes, and she has an archmage, and one of the things that a lot of people, you know, kind of gloss over is, like, in that type of thing, when you're at, when you get to the archmage class, you know, you have a lot of fucking mods. And it's not normal that a spell would sit there and wipe your entire mana pool. Like, let's say, let's say, uh, when you look at Wiz, the Lich, she, when she uses Explosion, she's able to use it, 
a couple times, you know? But at the same time, if you look at the the strength of her explosion, it's more because her magic attack power is way higher, even though her skill is not as high as Megumi's. So, in a, a straight-up comp competition, yeah, Wiz could get off several explosions to make up for Megumin's one explosion. However, Megumin, since she's such a high level, and since, you know, from early age, she's kept leveling up, she was able to just dump all her skill points into explosion. So if you think about it like this, it would be like uh using Maple Story example, one of the like way back then, back when the hunter had the choice of you had the choice of doing a uh, power shot or double shot. And I me being me, I, I was like, you know, fuck using two arrows. I'm poor. I don't have money to buy all these arrows and whatnot. And I know I get soul arrow, but at the same time I just want to use one. So I used I dumped all my skill points into uh, power shot, which left me with no skill points to actually level up double shot, the main attacking skill for the archer, or hunter, at the time. And I, you know, I was perfectly fine with that. There was nothing, pro there was nothing wrong with it. Um, but it, it, it had its payoff. It, it hit really, really hard. And especially when I switched to, like, a crossbow, it, it hit really hard, uh, back then. But, I mean, this was pre-Big Bang, I want to say? Yeah, it was pretty big bang. So there was a lot of things different. But at the same time, going back to Konosuba, we're able to see, you know, at the end, at the very end, like, not even at, during the final battle, uh, you get to see, like, one of the magnificent explosions that, you know, as Cosmo said, is truly worth 120 points. Um, but going back, you know, to the overall movie, you know, it, you know, discussing the background of the Crimson Demons, it showed that, you know, the Crimson Demons, you know, it, it, it was Aqua's fault. Aqua is the reason why Crimson Demons exist, because she decided to reincarnate someone that had a personality problem, and basically with his cheat, he was the one that made the Destroyer, and he was also the one that made the Crimson Demons, and then from there he was able to, you know, he was kind of like, okay, you know, he, he got his Chumbio. If you don't know what Chumbio is, it's called 8th grade syndrome, where, you know those people that LARP? Now, it's not really LARP, it's more like the people are like, ah, oh, my hand, the, the darkness, the darkness that flows within my hand tells me to defeat you. That type of shit, you know? And that's why, if, when you look at the other, uh, the other Crimson Demons, especially when they finally appear, you know, keep in mind, this is a, this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is a movie that's subtitled. So, when you see the Crimson Demons, you'll, you see them making these epic-ass interests, and one of them just straight, it's like, straight up English should be like, I'll kill you. And you have all these people doing all these, like, you know, anime-type, you know, uh, entrances, and then they all just use lightsaber, and, and even Cosmo's like, so, what happened to the freezing and the, uh, these people? Like, even he knows they're Shumbio, and then, you know, when he finally does, you know, go into the vault, you know, the, the famous Konami code, I mean, I guess because of copyright, they can just outright say, you know, you have to enter the Konami code to unlock the seal to the, the vault for the mage killer, but it, I mean, there was a lot of jokes. I mean, I, I felt really bad for Kazuma because he was mentally scarred twice, and 
it was it was uh it it was really how do I say it? It was really uh it had a lot of people in the audience just kind of be like, oh no. <laughs> like it was just like when you have that collective oh no, it you know that something fucked up. So with that being said, we have a you know, it's it's a little bit of it, there's a little bit of a difference. So when we get to see more about the Crimson Demons lifestyle, you know that one, they all are archmages because they're all modified. they're modified humans and their special birthmark is the number of which they were modified, but then I guess because they were modified, the birthmark became like hereditary. So when they were born, it kind of kept going, but then they all become archmages and they all have crimson eyes and they have insanely high magic. So when you see the invasion of the Demon King's army, you just see them casually. It's like when you activate cheat mode in an RPG and you just overlevel and it's just Think of, like, Dynasty Warriors. Like, just imagine if you were able to hack Dynasty Warriors. Or, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, for those, you know, Zelda fans out there. Uh, Dynasty War- Hyrule Warriors. Just imagine if you're able to hack it and just use unlimited magic and, you know, super moves. And that's basically the scene of the Crimson Demons versus the, the, the Demon King's army. Because they just... They can just spam spells over and over and over and over and over, which kind of shows, like, you know, the gross superior... Like, I want to say, like, Megumin, if you think about it like this, Megumin's a little bit more superior to her other peers because she legit has a spell. While these other... these, While everyone else in her clan can spam high-level magic back-to-back and just, you know take out an army, just with, like, five of them. And they're all having fun, you know? It looks like a picnic day. Megumin can just look at you and be like, well, uh, you, you know, it's a good army, uh, let me just wipe it off the face of the map. And that's basically, you know, her explosion magic. But, you know, going back to the downside, it's, it's a little bit rushed. Like, they didn't actually get to, exp- they didn't really, uh, expand much on you know, the little things that Kazuma... Like, that in, in the light novel, there was a lot of, like, prods here and there by Kazuma, like, you know, noticing, like, him thinking, like, whoever founded this village is a fucking otaku. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, jabs by uh, Aqua saying, like, I know, like, you shouldn't be talking. And it, it was just, because of this, it was a little bit of, uh... It, it, having that left out left a little weird feeling for myself because if you think about like this the jokes that the jokes and antics between Kazuma and Aqua are legendary they're I mean it (laughs) they're both partners but you know they have a love-hate relationship and Kazuma always has to save them and that's why it was really funny to see like certain things where you know it's like it's like uh the famous scene when they were exploring the du- dungeon and Cosmo finally realized the reason why all undead creatures were attacking was because of Aqua. So you just use Lurk and then you just have you have Aqua crying saying, Cosmo! You know, just co- constantly. So, you know, having a lot of that taken out was a little bit weird. And, you know, I did say this is spoilers, but, you know, I have to really, really emphasize. So what I'm about to say next is major spoilers. So one of the biggest, you know, I want to say hands down, one of my biggest pet peeves or one of my dislikes for the movie is the fact that they completely glossed over 
the budding relationship between Kazuma and Megumi. Because in the light novel, uh, around this time, Megumin, I mean, Megumin's mom kept trying to force him and her to sleep in the same room on the same futon. Now, during the, one of the interactions, they cut it out because, <laughs> I mean, they le- it's weird because they left in the, you know, Megumin, Darkness, and Aqua, you know, insulting him, and him just kind of like, didn't quite catch it. He's like, wait, what did you call me? Oh, nothing, Kazuma. Or, nothing, Kazuma tried to uh, do something shady to Megumi, but didn't think anyone would know. You know, that type of thing. Like, that, that was left in. But, you know, her, you know, realizing she has feelings for Kazuma was just like, it was a little bit, there was like one moment when uh, one of the Demon King's uh, generals, the Chimera, uh, Sylvie, Sylvia, or whatever, uh, they straight up, you know, they wanted love, and Cosmo's like, well, just bless me a bunch of times, and we can take, take them out, and let me just say, when that one moment you saw the fact that Megumin was really upset because it was jealousy, but then if you didn't know the fact that Megumin was like that, Mugumi liked Kazuma, it made no sense, which was, it's like one of those plot holes where it's like, why is she so upset? Like, why is she upset of all people? And then especially when the second time when he froze the window, uh, and she said, now I can see why Darkness said, like, you're just a wimp. You have all these opportunities, but you never do anything because you're a coward. Now, with that being said, there was a lot more to be said during that scene, but I guess because it was released to Western audiences, it would be a little bit weird to actually, you know, talk about that type of thing. Uh, because if you think about it, Cosmo's 16, Megumin's 14, so it's it's one of the things, but then he did, he did tell her, like, hey, you know, once you hit 16, we can talk. But then that in itself is a little bit weird because, you know, it it creates a weird, it, it's just weird, you know, especially with a difference in culture, it's the age gap, especially with, like, the laws of consent, like, it, I can understand why they left that out, but then, if I remember right, yeah, no, they even left out, I'm, with that being said, I kind of wonder how they're gonna treat the future season of, well, season three, if they ever release it, because, uh, you know, one of the, one of Kazuma's you know, uh, hobbies is he has a problem. Well, I won't say it's a problem. He has a thing for like those dating simulator games, like the Syscon. If you know what Syscon is, it's a it's when a brother has like a sister complex where he really likes, or a guy likes, you know, doting on his little sister, and he likes receiving attention and affection from his little sister. Now that's not really well received in a lot of places. Uh, just to say the least, especially in the Western audiences, that that won't really be understood. I mean, there are people with that has fetishized that, but there's some people that has that as their preference. Like, well, they they dove on their younger sister or younger brother. It's it's one of those things. But then you know, it it does kind of bring up a a lot of questions when you think of, you know, different things within, you know, the Japanese culture. And since I'm not, like, an expert on it, and I haven't lived there, or nor have I, know, you know, had adequate conversations for different people to actually, like, get a, a reasonable grasp on things, it's not something I can actually 
you know, fully comment on it. The only thing is, I can just point out that the future seasons of Konosuba will be a little bit interesting, especially when he meets, uh, when he goes to the royal castle for them realizing, like, hey, you know, he, <laughs> this, this group of, uh, of, uh, ragtag adventures keep beating demon, the demon king's generals, which is weird. And, you know, one thing I really want to see is, Honestly, they should just make a movie about Wiz. Like, I'm not saying, like, Wiz is a waifu or anything, but Wiz is one of the most interesting characters in that series because she legit has a really good backstory. I was able to find, like, tri- like scanlations of the comic series Explorers her backstory with Venir because Venir had a, a role in Wiz becoming one of the Demon King generals, but at the same time, like, you know, not to detract from the movie, so let's just, you know keep it going, but, you know, one thing I do want to say is, whoever voice actress Dark Darkness, whoever's the voice actress for Darkness, they have an interesting, uh, they have talent, because Darkness, I don't know, I don't understand how people can say stuff like that with, uh, with, a a straight face, because Darkness is an M, and if you don't know what M is, that's, Something, you know, I wouldn't even Google it. Just, just kind of accept the fact that, you know, you might not understand. So, with that being said, uh, yeah, Darkness is, uh, is, is a M. She doesn't, uh, she, I want to say, like, just Darkness's role. Like, she didn't really have an active role in the entire thing. Same with Aqua. Aqua was just kind of there. You know, Aqua, she, she was... She wasn't really there for a comic relief. The The movie's focused more on Kazuma and Megumin, which it kind of does, because that whole arc does focus on, like, how their relationship starts to bud and how they develop feelings for each other. But at the same time, you know, Aqua's just kind of like... Every time you see Aqua, she's just like, la-di-da-di-da. She's just enjoying life. Like, butterflies are floating around her. She's just playing with sticks. She's just so lackadaisical, and it's just... You just look at her, and you... You can just imagine yourself in Cosmo's shoes, and you're just like a useless piece of shit. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, you know, just to recap, the movie was great. The storyline was good. Uh, the voice actor, the voice actors and actresses, really put a lot of effort into it. The storyline it was adapted really well for that arc. Uh, even though it spans two light novels, it's not that bad. Now. To go into cons, we have to, you know, we have to, oh wait, I forgot. So, one of the, one of the biggest things, they completely butchered one of the, uh, it, it was weird, because like, when they go to the, the Crimson Demon, like, village, it's a little bit weird because it, 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 it leaves out a complete plot element, which is weird because it explores that art's supposed to explore the origins of Megumin's cat, Chomsky. Because, in a matter of speaking, that cat is half of the powers of a dark god that sealed away. Because Megumin even mentions it. She's like, yeah, there's a dark god that sealed away, and there's an nameless god that sealed away. But both the seals are broken. Because one of the kind of show, like, it, it's weird because they had to gloss over it, I guess because of, like, budget and time constraints, but at the same time, if you think about it like this, 
that cat has a significance because it's half a dark god. But, oh wait, no. Ooh, that is a major spoiler. I, I, I messed up. I messed up. Okay. Yeah, I messed up. That's a different general. Okay. Well, yeah, that's a different general. Yeah, no, just ignore that. So, uh, <laughs> with that being said, let's go to the, the cons. I, I made a mistake. Because uh, it's, it's been like six, no, it's been like four months since I read the actual light novels. But, um, with that being said, we, the cons, I mean, there's points that were, there was plot holes that were created through their glossing over. Uh, honestly, Megumin's magic, except at the end, wasn't really impressive. Like, you know, it it didn't have like that. It didn't send a, ch a chill down your spine seeing like a magnificent like spell. Like, okay, when they, and then I, I, I gotta say like, you know, the, the whole Power Rangers explosion for the first time they defeated the Demon King general, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, when the, the Power Rangers, like, power up their super gun, they're like, blaster, go! And it hits the enemy, and they're like, they stop, and there's, like, electricity coming from their wound, and they're like, how, how could this be? And then they're like, glory to whatever, and then they fall, and there's this big-ass explosion. That's what happened to the Demon King general, and I'm just like, uh, are you... Are, are you shitting me? Like, I sat there and looked, I was like, is this, is this Power Rangers? Like, but then it, it gave, it gave, like, spotlight on Megumi's little sister, and it was, it, it was, it, I sat down, I was like, yep, yep, whoever created this race was, was a Chumbi. Like, they have issues. Like, they have seriously issues. But then, even the, the creator was like, yeah, the people here, I, I goofed. Like, they've been calling him Master, they like, yeah, no, he, he even regrets making them like that, so, it, it's, it's one of those weird things, um, but, let's see, going on, like, there's not enough spotlight on Aqua, um, the, some of the scenes, uh, and, you know, the biggest hiccup to me was the fact that they kind of glossed over the plot of Megumi and Kazuma getting closer together. So, with that being said, I mean, if I were to do a movie rating out of 10, I would give it, I don't know, a 7. A low 7, high 6. Not to give it like a point five or anything. But yeah, it's a high 6, low 7. It's between there. I can't really put my mind on it. I mean, there's... Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and just put it, give, give it a solid 7. That explosion at the end, that's the only thing that saved it from getting a 7. Would I recommend going to see this? Yes. Where can you get it? Just Where can you see it? Just go uh, Google search Konosuba movie and just go and enjoy it because it's great. Uh, but with that being said, this is a really focused random podcast, uh, that's, this is the first, anyways, so with that being said, stay classy, uh, go cast some explosion magics, and, uh, don't get poked.